Welcome to Material Episode 131, our first ever episode in 2018. Woo! It I'm, is. It yeah, is. Everybody's excited. 2018. I'm Russell Ivanovich, one of your hosts. I am another one of your hosts, Andy Notko. And I am another one of your hosts, Florence Ion. Mm, the full tritiary. Happy oh. New Year. Happy, Happy New Year, New friends. Year you guys. I drink Happy my kombucha tea to you. My kombucha tea. May we all stay as regular as we can be in 2018. There you go. <laughs> if nothing, if, 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 if the economy won't get us through, if politics won't get us through, if nuclear proliferation treaties won't get us through, at least fiber and regularity will get us through. <laughs> Precisely. Because <laughs> the number one thing you need in life is health. <laughs> There you go. It's it's up there on the on the list of things you should have. So I should ask. We we we're on the other side of the other side of twenty eighteen. No, we're just at the start of twenty eighteen. We finished a whole year. We've started a brand new year. Um, Andy, you moved house. I noticed you're in some kind of new yeah. office there. So you survived. Obviously you survived. Uh well, so far we've we're now enduring week deep into week two of not just sub freezing weather, but like sub like twenty degree weather. Uh, and tomorrow we're getting about eight inches of snow and we're going to have some balmy weather on Friday that will get us into like 15 or 16 degrees until Saturday when the high is going to be about five and the low is going to be about minus three, minus four. In New England, I, I know that those of you in the Midwest, particularly like Wisconsin, Upper Michigan, you're saying, oh, ha ha, it looks, what's, what's, he, what's he even talking about? In New England, we get that maybe a couple times a year for maybe a couple of days. It's a really special thing. We're not used to having this for a couple of weeks at a time. It's really bumming us out. I'm just doing the conversion here on the fly. So 20 degrees Fahrenheit is negative six in Celsius. I'm like, what? Because when you said 20, I'm like, oh, that's, that's about 20 is nice. Yeah. But no, it's negative six. And five is negative 15. This is such a weird temperature scale. I noticed Flo was wearing a beanie as well. So it must be cold over there in the US. Um, I don't want to talk about it because I feel like it's not fair to Andy if I talk about the fact that cold for me is 63 degrees Fahrenheit, which it was today. Uh, and we actually got a little sprinkling of rain, which, if you know, drought ridden California, that doesn't really happen here. Um, except on my wedding day, it poured and stormed, but whatever. Thanks. Ironic. Uh, oh, wait, no, I know, right? Ironic don't you think? <laughs> um, no, I'm wearing the beanie because you got to save. listen. We need a new furnace, so we got to save money. <laughs> so I told, I've been yelling at my husband, like my mother yelled at me all those years in my youth. Uh, put on some socks, okay? We work from home. We're privileged to work from home. We don't need to pump the heater all day. Put on some socks. Wear the blankets. How many blankets did I buy you from Target? Just like put them on you. <laughs> so I just dress up so that because it does get cold like at night it gets it gets about like 37 degrees so it's pretty it's pretty chilly um especially for a weak-blooded californian like myself which you know cold cold, see cold is cold it's (laughs) like i'm i'm the person who at least mentally goes around saying when, when i'm when i'm entertaining like guests from like the west coast and it's like 40 degrees or 30 degrees and they're freezing i'm the one saying this isn't cold it's crisp but then again, but as, as as much as you think that you're a hearty, like I, I'm, I descended from good like Russian stock. My body is built for winter warfare. But then you get to when you get into the teens, that when I be, that's when I become the screw this, add an extra sweater and wear wool socks. How is does this does this thermostat go above eighty? If so, how do we make that happen? 
Uh, and Meanwhile, and the, yeah. Russell's in his brand new house in in a short sleeve shirt. Russell, how did your move go? How did it, everything go? It went very well, actually. I, I, the removalists laughed at me because they're like, who moves two days before Christmas? You're an idiot. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am that idiot. Welcome. I'm glad you guys could well, join us. You had good company. I mean, Andy also. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we, well, well, yeah, I, I moved a whole like five days before. No, Christmas. it's true. You did. You did. <laughs> Surprisingly, they weren't booked though, so it was very easy to book a removal list for that day because they're all free. Uh, no, it went really well. Um, it's funny. Um, I'll be recording from the office next week. There's there's probably going to be a little bit of echo in this week's recording because this room is literally empty. I'm sitting in the office. There's some doors behind me. There is absolutely nothing on any of the walls, and the only thing in here is a desk. So. It's quite um quite Johnny Ive stark. Really... I feel like I could I could record a window about chamfered edges and aluminium. Yeah, in I was here. about to say that's that's a strange world to be in right now. Yeah, <laughs> Just, See, I, I don't know. I, how I feel. I, I'm in. I, I'm almost. Uh, I'm almost done moving in. I still have like other things that are going in, but because uh, I still I still have like the old house that hasn't been like complete I'm not, I won't have that completely emptied out for like another few few weeks yet but see I went from like spending a couple months packing and thinking oh I should see these cables oh that's good I might need these extra cables or oh I, look I just found like a TRS-80 like model 100 I'll keep that and so but I'm, now I'm in the new place with like not everything moved in, but everything I need moved in. And now I'm like, it's kind of nice to be able to just like walk from point to point without stepping over anything. And I had I had a business trip a, a few days ago and it's like, I, oh, darn it. Where, where did I find like Where was the charger for my watch? And knowing that I have literally looked everywhere it's possible to look for this cable. Right? There is no it's not underneath a bed. It's not there isn't there aren't like 50 boxes in a closet where it might be. It's like, oh, OK, so it must be here. Oh, and there it was. So now I'm. I'm like, well, yes, here's the first computer that I learned to program on when I was 14 years old. Ah, screw it. <laughs> Toss really? it. In the you box. Well, no, not, not, no, 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 not, not, not that bad. But things, but things <laughs> that were in. I was going to say, I would, I would keep that if I were you, actually. No, no, no. It's well, that actually, actually, that's that's kind of like this. <laughs> okay, you're, you're, uh, we won't go into in depth on this. But now I, I've I've had to go through by necessity, of course. One of my ten-year periodical, I must put my hands on everything that I own and make a decision about it. And so, but this is the first time. Maybe it's because now I'm ten years older than I was, like when I was thirty-something. It was now. It's like I'm keeping a running total of the oldest, the, the thing that I've owned the longest, and. Right now, oh look, there's this sculpture that I made like in kindergarten class out of wood, and it, it kind of holds. It kind of holds up as a piece of sculpture. It's like, oh wait, no, here's like a box of like, here's like a, 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 a what I did not realize at the time was a cassette box, a box designed for cassette tapes. All I knew was I was a little little kid, and it was the most gl- grand and glorious box ever. And that's where young Anatko, young Andy, like would put his treasures, like yes. like his, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, isn't that what a one odd odd duck that gentleman was and so now it's like <laughs> it's it's like i i have things from when i was in first grade i have things from when i was like <laughs> in, in kindergarten that not not that my parents saved for me but that seemed to have like made the cut each and every time and it's like oh i have been around for a mighty long time this is <laughs> this is nostalgic as hell i i need to drink now <laughs> I got to tell you, Andy, I I got busted. Uh, This is another bad parenting moment. Um, My my sons have made all sorts of cards over, you know, the handwritten cards that they do and they send them to you and they're they're like, you know, for Father's Day or whatever. And I kept a lot of them. I kept them all in a box. And I got to this box 
um, and we were moving house and I'm like, I can take pictures of some of these things and then I'm just going to recycle them and they'll never know. Like they'll never know that I put these in. They're going into the recycling. They're going to be reused as paper. It's it's the circle of life. It's amazing. And then one of my kids went to put a bottle in the recycling bin and he happened to find all these cuts and he was very oh. mad, very mad. So to distract you all from that, I'm going to ask you, Andy. I've been- put $100 <laughs> in, the, in the therapy jar for... <laughs> Let's hope, they, let's hope he forgets about that later on. <laughs> exactly. To, to distract everyone from that, I'm going to ask you about the um, the Google Doodle, Andy, because we were eagerly awaiting this at the end of 2017. There were some penguins. Oh, yeah. They looked like they were going somewhere That's tropical. Right. They were packing. <laughs> and then the story ended. We're like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen after that? Yeah, I was no. I, I I don't want to make too big a deal out of this. I just I just thought that <laughs> in the first the, when we first saw the the first Google Doodle in thanks on Thanksgiving, I thought they were setting up some a, a much more rich tapestry, <laughs> and I was trying to read because you have uh, uh, to recap. You have the two penguins. They are cohabitating. They are living in the same igloo. And inst- instinctively, you want to think they are partners, either same sex or not same sex. Doesn't matter. Uh, and, they're, they're, and one has a little blue knit cap. The other has a blue knit scarf. And you see that there's a picture on the – they're packing for a trip to the tropics. And there's a picture on the wall of a toucan and a parrot that you would think, oh, they're like relatives or they're cousins or something. They're visiting their cousins. But in the picture, they seem to be holding like two eggs, one of which is – and, and they, there's another picture later on in which they the toucan and, and the, they're holding a, they're holding what seemed to be a penguin chick and another penguin chick. One is wearing a little knit cap, the other one's wearing. So I was just I was just expecting some sort of payoff, like some sort of explicit. Oh look, we're a family and we're together again, or some explanation as to. Or, or some sort of nod towards, oh, see, this is an indication that families come in all sizes. They were mm-hmm. they were they were adopted, but doesn't that you know they're they're still a family. They're still their parents. They're still their children. They're still loving. I, I was just surprised that there wasn't even like a nod towards that. As far as we know, they just like found that photo. They photoshopped it in as a gag. I have no idea. So I I just thought that it's 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 like the old adage where if, if if in Act One of a play a character storms onto the stage and puts a pistol in a desk drawer by Act Three that pistol has to come into play. I feel as though they put that picture on the wall in Act One, and then they didn't do anything with it, and that just seems just odd. It just seems like mm-hmm. an odd choice. I was expecting a payoff that never came. That's all. Jokes on Andy, I guess. So wait, there's no payoff. <laughs> We never find there's, out. There's no. They, they, have, they have a wonderful holiday together. They have. They go see. Uh, there's fireworks and there's food and you know they they apparently the penguins brought their own like frozen fish because apparently their parent or the toucan and the and they don't know enough about them personally to know that they have special dietary restrictions. <laughs> Maybe I'm reading too much into this. I'm saying that there's. I, I'm. You're giving me so much. De- it's. It, there's the uncanny valley of storytelling where if you're giving me no data. It would be lovely. I could just simply enjoy these pictures as they're coming through. If you're giving me more data than this, I could. I feel as though in my brain the loop would be closed and I would understand the tale that they're trying to tell. I feel as though you've dropped some clues and I'm supposed to be picking them up now and connecting the dots. Maybe this is just my own psychosis this is the way my brain is miswired, but it's like it's like it's like going shave and a haircut and then because you're a bastard, you don't do the two bits. It's like, why I'm would you do I'm very lost that? in that reference. I have no idea. <laughs> it's 
Is that a song? You don't do that. You don't have shave. You don't have the. Shave and hair. Yeah, it's a thing. It's such a. It's a thing. Have you ever seen a Warner Brothers cartoon? Yes, I don't remember there being shaves and haircuts though. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, just so listen, Google in in summation, it was beautifully drawn. But I didn't understand the narrative. It so was if you lovely. Could please release maybe an ebook or something to go deeper into the meaning behind this. We would really appreciate it. And if not, maybe I'll write one myself. Yeah, or, or yes. greenlight the first and season of this thing. I'd watch it. Yeah, on Netflix. Let's <laughs> Netflix, do it. Exactly. Come on, Netflix, back this. <laughs> I just, um, I, wanna... I just binge watched the the second season of The Crown. I got room now. <laughs> I got oh, time. I haven't even started on that. Uh, oh my God, but I you wanted. Got I wanted to tell you guys very quickly before we go on to actually really delving into what's been going on with the Googs, this best thing I bought myself for Christmas, which I am using right now. Now, I am drinking kombucha tea. And of course, what I have here next to me is this wonderful Mr. Coffee hot plate. <laughs> what? Oh, you put the, the cup on there and it keeps it warm? It just keeps it warm. Now, uh, people would say, oh, well, why, you know, those are gimmicks, those USB mug warmers. This does not warm via USB. This is plugged in to the wall outlet. Damn. And Could you actually cook your thing coffee? Cook, is, boil, I, steam. I have been, like, putting cold chocolate milk in here and just, like, heating it up <laughs> and, like, making a little hot chocolate. Uh, yesterday, my husband, so, like, you know, we work from home. So we both work from home. So it gets a little co-worky around here, right? Um, he works upstairs. I work downstairs. He made us ramen for lunch. So I just kept it on the hot plate just <laughs> slurping it in between reading, like, like Twitter and RSS feeds. Like, you know, just... So yep. I've been uh, really enjoying the heck out of this. And I have to say, if you don't have one and you love coffee and hot beverages as much as I do, especially those of us in the winter right now, $8 on Amazon at Mr. Coffee Hot Plates. <laughs> <laughs> well worth the investment. The best thing I bought for myself, I bought my dad one as well. And he was very excited when he opened it on Christmas Day. So yeah. This could be a trend in 2018. You basically set up a whole, not kitchen, but more like a deli style warming uh, thing. Like, so you have a, Russell, a pie warmer, I got you a have a, like, fondue a cup warmer, you got a fondue. For Christmas, Damn. for this exact reason. You never it's have to a leave personal the desk. fondue. <laughs> so, if I want, I can melt cheese and dip things in there, have a little <laughs> bread and some charcuterie on the side. Um, I'm thinking I could do chocolate dips when I'm just feeling yep. a little spunky, you know, with some fruit. So I've got ideas, you know, I'm working from home. I want to get creative. And who knows? Maybe you'll see a cookbook from me. Ooh, <laughs> Flo's workstation cookbook. <laughs> Diversifying yes. her portfolio. Never leave your desk. <laughs> Take no, that, that's, Jamie. See, I, it's, 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 I, I, I was asked on the radio uh, like two days before Christmas about like, what's, what, do, what kind of stuff do you think that like a geek would like for, for Christmas? And I, I gave the answer that, that, that there were sort of, we didn't have time to go into the real answer saying it, it really is stuff like that. Like how about a thing that will keep like, the coffee on, let you stay at your desk and keep warm. I mean, I, I would hate, I would hate to have to admit that one of the coolest like tech related things I ever bought for myself was a West Bend stir crazy popcorn maker. It's, uh, 
It's it's like a it's like a imagine like an elect, a small electric wok that you pour the p- kernels in and some and some hot oil and then like a popcorn bowl that's clear that you put on top of it upside down and there is like a motorized like stirrer at the bottom of the wok that just keeps the kernels like moving so every a every single kernel pops number one number two it's like Jiffy Pop you get to watch like this bowl suddenly fill up from like the bottom to the top with delicious golden popcorn it's like stove it's like cooking popcorn on the stove without gunking up it's and again i've i've said nice things about this 600 dollars mix pre three audio like capture and recording device it's lovely i love it i can't say that i love it more than i like this 22 dollars electric popcorn maker the wonders of christmas just enough technology <laughs> just enough just technology enough, exactly Let's start us well, off on our next story. Oh, it's, <laughs> well, it's, it's no, it's, it's it's like we're. I mean, this is this is we're, we're sort of easing into it, easing into it. I mean, there there are a bunch of there's a bunch of new stories, and some of them are like rehashes of old stories. One of them yeah. though is like before we go into our first commercial though, like we have to say that it looks it does look like there's going to be one story from. 2017 2016 2015 that will only continue to be a big story in 2018 as google continues to deal with the blowback from uh continuing revelations that they are simply not paying their female employees uh, as much as uh, as their male employees they are not giving them as many opportunities for advancement uh as uh, as uh, as they're giving their their male employees uh tech uh, TechCrunch has a article one of many com- many uh, places that are having an article about how uh there is a revision to the gender a class action lawsuit regarding these discrepancies in gen in gender pay um there is a fourth complainant uh who was a heidi lamar who was a teacher at google's children's center mm-hmm. at palo alto for four years uh it's it's going to be back it's, it it looks like it's going to unfortunately pan out a little bit like apple versus samsung uh the patent cases where it's going to be a long time as both of them as both sides really it's gonna get, get entrenched. bigger <laughs> It's going to get bigger and bigger. It's going to roll down a hill and snowball. Um, I dropped this in our in our doc, like right before we came on to record because it just hit right before. So I just wanted wanted to surface it. I um, wanted to surface it so that we can all sort of keep an eye on this case as we head into the year. Um, It's it's also a big deal because California revised some of its uh, labor laws. It essentially prohibits employers from asking applicants about their prior salaries. Um, And it's just because of the political climate that's going on over here right now. This is kind of, you know, (laughs) making the rounds. So um, so it'll be interesting. I'm going to be watching this case this year. (laughs) And and the sad thing is we're only really learning about this because – of protections that are that the that the American government has put into place uh, because Google is a very big uh, government contractor they have to comply yeah. with department the United States Department of Labor requirements saying you yeah. have to sh- you have to give us access to your employment history and your employment your hiring records to make sure we know that you're giving everybody a square deal and well guess what the Department of Labor discovered that no you're not giving everybody a square deal uh, yeah. and so it just it's I, I can't speak for what should be the universal truth uh, truth of anything but this does tack in nicely with something that I feel that the government is 
uh, government has to be the watchdog. Government has to be the protector of individual people. I know that goes co- contrary to deep-seated feelings from a lot of people, but the thing is that if you are a huge corporation like Google, you've got people fighting for your side. You can hire people to fight for your side. If you are an engineer that's making $67,000 a year that wonders why you're not making $103,000 a year. You don't have many resources to get redressed, to get the, to get things fixed for you. That's why you need the department of labor to say, no, 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 no. You don't get to do that to, uh, to this person or anybody else like that. So I'm glad that this, I, I hope that these protections stay in place. I hope that as much as I love Google and the services and the, philosophy that they seem well, to not create just I don't, it's not just google saying, doing this it's no no yeah so we don't have to pin it on like products we use because it's it's there's other companies that are guilty of this as well and this is very prevalent throughout silicon valley i mean this has been going on for decades um like even when i was a little girl like my you know i would go to work with my dad and I, you would just see like the, you know, the gender disparity and sort of like you could feel it was very palpable. Like it's, you know, so just anyway, we'll be watching it. <laughs> we'll be, you'll, we'll, we will be, we will be returning to this on a regular basis. That's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I found that new California law interesting where you, you can't ask the employees about their previous salaries. Like you mentioned, Flo. that's, that's really fascinating to me. Like I'd never thought about that as being an actual like way to discriminate, but it really is. As an employer, I can tell you if someone mm, tells you what yeah. their salary is <laughs> and it's way lower than you were planning to offer them, what's the natural reaction? Like, hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> like down we go down the scale, and I can see why they've implemented something like that. I think it's I think it's a good idea, and definitely. Like, I've been that was that happened to me. I've been asked. Yeah, like, I mean. It's- it's the most unfair question <laughs> in the world to be like, we have a position, we have a salary range in mind for this position, but by the way, what were you making before? It's like, shouldn't you be asking that? Probably not. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Now for for our for our salary, the ad, <laughs> our first ad. <laughs> yes, it's the first ad of 2018 and you'll never guess who it is. This episode is brought to you by, drumroll or something something shave Warner Brothers, it's Linode. Uh, with Linode, Yay, have, Linode. <laughs> with Linode, you have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just five dollars a month, and you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in just under a minute. So you might be thinking, are they sort of a fly-by-night operation or whatever? No, they have hundreds and thousands of customers who are served by their twenty-four-seven friendly support team. You can email them, you can call them, uh, you can raise support requests in their um, admin area. You can they even have an IRC community you can join. Um, they know how important it is to get the help that you want. And they also have a suite of amazing guides and support documents to give you the reference uh, when you need it. And I've actually used a lot of these when you go to set up like, um, you know, Nginx or some other kind of web server and you're like, how do I do this on this particular thing? They have guides for all that stuff, which is really good. Uh, They've got an intuitive control panel, which allows you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks. And they feature two-factor authentication, which we use heavily in our company. And that keeps your login safe. It means someone who has your password can't log in without the, the second factor, which is good. So if you think this sounds like something that's for you in 2018, uh, their plans start at just, uh, sorry, their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month and they offer high memory plans that go all the way up to 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material and use the offer code material2018, 
you'll not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first Leno plan. So if you're on the one gig plan, that's four free months, which is, that's a pretty good deal. Uh, seven day money back guarantee as well, nothing to lose. So like I said, leno.com slash material to learn more. Uh, take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code material2018 at checkout. And we want to thank Leonard so much for supporting this show. Yes, for, for being such a, you're talking to two people who have like moving into new places and one person who needs a new heating system. So we are very, very appreciative <laughs> for all of our returning sponsors. To be as fair, well I live the, in California. So the heating system is Cold is cold. It doesn't matter. You don't have to, you don't have to explain or apologize for being cold. It's, 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 it's all relative. Yeah. I'm super excited to jump into this first news item we've got. Uh, somebody start us off so then I can jump in. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> go ahead, Russell. Do you want to? No, I was going to say I'm curious. There's a story that we'll go through in a second that talks about um, uh, the, the smart speaker market and Amazon potentially beating Google out in you know holiday sales and, and the sort of pre-sales up to that. But I'm curious in, in your own personal experiences, like how many of your family members or friends got some kind of smart speaker over the, the holiday season as a gift? Flo's holding up a zero. Zero. What Flo? What happened? You've already the kids. The kids all got iPhone tens. What? Do you know how many iPhone tens oh I saw in my? Where are these kids get? How are they getting their parents? To... I was just like, what are you? Wow. Oh what God. did you like, wow. man? Second mortgage. Stuff but to be there. fair, they they are they are straight A students. Uh, the lot of them that came with with so they got the grades. Uh, thousand a thousand dollar Christmas gift, and I and, mean. And, Weren't there sales? Didn't they have nah, sales really. at the carriers, maybe? No, maybe. I'm okay. assuming. Or, you know, maybe they weren't real iPhone 10s. Oh, okay. That's, that's fine. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they were know. chocolate. You never <laughs> maybe, know. Maybe they did the know. old fake. They, they bought a box on eBay. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's just said. to say, I, I feel like when it comes to the sexiness at the at the holiday season, for the kids at least, or what I've seen, it's... It's Apple. It's Apple's the sexiness. Um, I didn't. I didn't really see much. Oh, I saw a couple of Pixel twos on Instagram in the Instagram gift pileup roundup. You know, how some <laughs> people post their gifts on social media. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's <I'm>, that. <laughs> see, my I'm I'm not. I'm, my ear is not as close to the ground as it once was because all of my nieces and nephews are like graduating from college. And so what they really want is like Whole Foods gift cards. They they want they want they want like their Netflix paid for. <laughs> they want home with help with their rent. My in-laws actually uh uh Russell this is so California. Just I want to prepare you. Um I'm ready. A new Whole Foods just opened. So previously the Whole Foods was 20 minutes away from us, but now they made one 10 minutes further in. So now there's one only 10 minutes away. Wow. Uh, I, I still have to pay bridge toll to go there, but it's fine. It's it's fine. So my in-laws gave us gift cards to Whole Foods. And I want you to know I spent it immediately the day after Christmas. <laughs> I went on a shopping spree and I bought a lot of chocolate. <laughs> I was going to ask and, Whole Foods, like how, how many cherries will that buy you? Um, so it's Whole Foods 360, actually. Which oh, three sixty-five? Which Russell? There's two variations. The Whole Foods has Whole Foods brand and 
other organic brands, but oh. this one is just Whole Foods branded stuff. Oh, so nothing it's but like, Whole Foods. It's like a Whole Foods warehouse. So instead of all the fancy like music and CDs and flowers and like and rows, you like walk in and it's a literal warehouse of just refrigerators filled with like organic, locally grown things. Anyway, I drop like a hundred dollars <laughs> in a day because that's what you do there. <laughs> so thanks, mom and dad in law. Yes. Right. So we. We've determined that no one here or their family got any smart speakers, but I I will tell you that uh, it seems like a lot of people got gifted them over the holiday season because you can look at what the down... uh, This is a cool thing I love about the the Play Store and other stores is if someone downloads the Alexa app, chances are Mm -hmm. they got some kind of smart speaker they want to hook it up to. If someone downloads the Google Home app, chances are they got a Google Home or or a Chromecast or something like that. So the Alexa app was the number one free app on iTunes and the Play Store on Christmas, and the Google Home app was number two and play and number six on iTunes, indicating that a lot of people got Amazon and Google stuff like over the holidays. Number six on iTunes. Come on. Help us out. Get us a little higher on there. We should be number one Amazon and number two Google. Come on. Now, do, you, do you think that's because uh, like Amazon is almost an agnostic brand that anybody you can't mm-hmm. you're not you're not be, you're not becoming a traitor to your flag as an apple user ding, by ding, buying ding. an amazon thing but <laughs> some people are going to say ooh but a google thing they're the ones that do you really, i don't know uncle uncle sal thank you for the they google home but to you. did i bet you didn't know that you're not the, you're not the customer at google you're they the product your whereas yes. amazon is completely <laughs> <the> different emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I mean, everybody. It was like there was such a price war going on to try to make sure that you got anybody got like a a, a either Echo Dot or or Google Home Mini, almost like an AOL CD. There's, there's so many of them in play. Although the rest, I want now was was there special like branding on the box? There were a lot of deals where if you bought X at, at Walmart, you would get a free Google Home Mini. And was there a way to tell that you were simply regifting something you got for free when you bought like a, the when you bought your honey baked ham or whatever? Because that would be uh, a Andy, little those, bit embarrassing. Those were everywhere in Australia. You could buy almost anything, and there was a Google Home thrown in. Amazon only launched here a few weeks back, so they're, they're not as big of a, a brand in Australia. Yeah, they're just kind of ramping up. In fact, I think Boxing Day, the twenty sixth of uh, December, we had Boxing Day here. That that was one of the first times Amazon tried to do a sale, and the sale was woeful. There was like there was nothing like there it was interesting. There was no sales. I don't think. They've got the retailers on board yet, but the Google Home Mini, I kid you not, Andy, you could you could buy almost anything and they throw a Google Home Mini in. I saw so many of those around the place. It's like even for small stuff, like you'd go into a JB Hi-Fi and you'd buy, I don't know, some $100 product and they're like, here's a Google Home Mini. And you're like, what? Uh, okay, thanks. So <laughs> I saw tons of people yeah, walking out with those. They're everywhere, everywhere in Australia. I think tonight. our free ones were also the carriers. The carriers were giving away yeah. things. I saw a lot of free... Echoes too, um, Echo Dots, I should say. You know, it, it makes sense. Not only that, we also have to co- take take into consideration that the ecosystem for Amazon Alexa is it's a lot bigger than Google right now. There are way more smart speakers that, it, first of all, Amazon itself has an array of smart speakers that you can bring into your home. Um, there are other third party things that have them. And uh, I'll tell you next week at CES, 
you're going to see a lot of, and it has Alexa built in. Like that <laughs> is for sure going to be a headline a lot on a lot of these weird little things coming out of CES because it's just easy. You just drop it in and plop it in and you've got an assistant that connects to like this giant cloud infrastructure. And it's easy, like you said, Andy, to do it for Amazon because it's agnostic. So an Apple person who already has a Prime account, naturally, you got to get that two-day shipping. Um you know, they have that access to that already. So they're going to use that on top of why would they come to the Google side of things that in of itself is a little proprietary when you think about it. It's not because Google Assistant's available for iOS users as well. But from the outside, I feel like the perception is now instead of the Apple versus Microsoft, you know, you're either Apple versus Google in terms of ecosystem because media ecosystems too. So... It's no surprise yeah. <laughs> that Amazon is so far up, especially in the iTunes store. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's 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 such a super big deal because you're absolutely right. You're not. It's you know, whichever one of these two you buy, it's the gateway to other services that Amazon can give you and other services that Google can give you. Um, and there's and both sides, both Google and Amazon, are fighting the fighting tooth and nail. The, again, the fact that they were making sure that if you if anybody who wanted to give away a, the mini version of of their assistant, put it in a house as like an alien pod that will take over the brains of the people in there, please get that pod in there um uh, you're talking about ces uh, lg i'm we're already getting like the pre <laughs> that the pre-announcements to get people to get us us uh, journalists to know about something before we get blasted with a fire hose lg has announced that most of their new tvs in 2018 will have the google assistant built in alongside like the, they're going to have their own voice assistant for changing the channels and stuff like that but it will have google home that will allow you to connect to uh to uh the to home services uh and turn on your lights and stuff like that and that is exactly what everybody each of these two organizations want to do make sure that there is some there is their their representation in there somewhere um and venture beat had a kind of interesting analysis and quoting a whole bunch of different analysts about if this is a huge huge problem now for apple because obviously they missed they had one announcement of a smart speaker that would be the apple home pods that in the summer they said they're going to be shipping sometime before the end of the year which everybody had to assume that well this is the obvious thing that you will buy everybody for christmas when they missed that oh my god what a big matzo ball <laughs> problem that was and you have to start wondering how easy is it going to be for Apple to catch up when every not only does everybody already have an assistant of some kind in their house, but they already they know it. It works. They they're it's a very personal device. You're sort of used to the voice coming back at you. Uh, you've they've already set it up for all the lights and the heating system and everything like that. Like at what point do they do you stop? quoting the statistic that well apple often comes to a market late but then they clean up because they've had a chance to look at the market and at what point do you say no this is they're missing the bus this is them saying yes we're definitely we don't want to be on that bus we want to be on the next bus but there is no next bus coming they are just simply left behind in the middle of a desert at a gas station but does it really matter because i don't really think it's going to lose them any money honestly people are still going to buy their laptops because they're the industry standard. Come on. And people are still going to buy the iPhone because it's, it is the smartphone to have. And, um, there's even a little mention here of, you know, the fact that the Apple watch is the smartwatch. 
Android is not even like Android Wear did not yeah. come up to that point. So what Apple did is it's got a niche on this smartwatch market. The best smartwatch on the market is the Apple Watch, and that's because there is an ecosystem for it. And it's because people invested in it. People did not invest in Android Wear because what happens what happened was there was just too much of it on the market. And now that it's on fashion watches, it's like that's not I that's <laughs> not really gonna move the needle. Um, there's only so many people who would drop that kind of cash for something that's so limited in its value. Like you get a limited time out of that watch. I see people who are still on the first gen Apple watches. Um, Apple, this isn't an Apple podcast, but, (laughs) you know, I want to say that I feel like their thing is hardware and that's always going to be where they're going to make their money. And I think it's great. They should keep doing that because that's absolutely why they people like us trust them to do our work uh, on their machines. But as far as digital assistants, hello, Google is the data mountain. It owns the data mountain. It started the data mountain. Like, I don't trust any data that comes from Apple. I don't trust data from anybody. <laughs> Obviously, I put all of my trust in one guy, person, one person, and it's it, one corporation. I was like, no, I shouldn't even, it's not human. It's whatever. It's Google. And, but it's because they showed me that they are giving me, I'm getting a lot in exchange for the data I'm giving them. Like my entire house is run on that assistant. So yeah, does it seem like too many devices in my house on my Wi-Fi network? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, my ISP does not like me, especially in a post net neutrality world. But, but. It's okay because I literally turn the lights off and on every day with my voice. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think there's something to that, Flo. Like I think I, I think app, the HomePod will do fine probably to people who buy it as a music device because I think Apple Music yeah. has has a foothold. It's not quite as big as Again, Spotify. but Apple's thing, yeah, music. They're spending a lot of money to to try and get as mm-hmm. big as Spotify and sort of overtake them. And I'm sure eventually they will. They've, they've got this kind of clap behind them. And I'm sure their fans will, will buy the speakers for that reason. But... I can tell you every now and again, every six months or so, I go back and try and use Siri, like their voice assistant, and I'm like, my goodness, like this this thing doesn't feel like it's moved in like six months. I'm sure it's better. I'm sure it's improved. I'm sure it recognize, it actually recognizes my voice a lot better, which is almost a plus, but it struggles with so many small things. Like Google will do this thing where it hears yeah. exactly what I say and it will realize that two of the words I've said are actually one word that actually means something and it'll you'll see it live, join those things together and put it together and create a new word and I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I meant. And Apple will just list those two words and it'll be like, the Siri will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about either. It's so frustrating, and I think. Yeah. Oh, and then the I, I double commands, the double commands too. Yes, don't forget. yes, yes. I, I think that they've, <laughs> they've basically lost the, the smart speaker market, but I think they'll do they'll do just fine selling a music speaker to people to, to play Apple Music on initially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's that's kind of a problem, though. I think that now App, Apple's hugely successful. They know their business. They know who they're selling things to, and they know how to make those people happy. But. When you stop thinking about a smart speaker as just another gadget, and I think in the end, uh, a a, a smartwatch is just another gadget. It's As a fitness gadget, it could possibly be a life-altering, life-improving gadget, but it's kind of on the level of gadget. It really hasn't changed Mm -hmm. or moved forward how people interact with technology. Uh, But however, when you think about a smart speaker as here is an entirely different kind of app platform that does not require me to look at it, does not require me to touch it in any way, it just simply is. It's a detached voice that can come out of a speaker, it can come out of my phone, it can come out of my headphones as I'm 
I'm running or as I'm walking. And it's the only sort of it's the only sort of app experience that is unchanged no matter how and where you're using it. Again, when I'm getting when I'm getting dressed in the morning, I will I'm always asking Alexa, what's the weather? How do I need to dress when I'm doing appointments? I will probably use the Google Home and because that's the one where I can suddenly say, oh, no, I want to change something. OK, what do you want to change? Change the date. What do you want to change the date to and have this natural conversation? But the, And when I'm going on my constitutional and I can do the same thing by tapping on my earphones and have that going on me. When I'm in a hotel room and I can do, have that same conversation on my phone, it just feels like it's – imagine it's like Microsoft not getting – not figuring out phones like in a post-iPhone world. It's still very, very successful, still doing very, very well, but there is that glaring absence of its presence. Of its, it has not. Fi- there's something important that changed the world that it did not figure out. And if Apple thinks that uh, the thing that their uh, that their smart speaker has to do is simply be a really good connection, really good interface to Apple Music, which is what we what they communicated during all of their demos so far. I really feel as though they are just letting that bus get away and acting as though moving the needle forward, pushing technology forward, being part of the next wave of computing is not important so much as it's important to simply have a really successful, uh, financially successful product that looks cool and works well. These are good things, but if you're, if you're really going to defend the statement that you are a great company, you really have to be part of that next wave. You can't just be the greatest maker of analog turntables. Again, great engineering, but realize that you are stuck in a certain era and the world has passed you by. I don't want to see that happen to Apple in this one area. Um, before we go into our before we go into our ad, I want to talk really quickly about machine learning, because that, again, is Google's big thing about Assistant, is that it does have a machine learning engine behind it that is quite powerful. Um, so I don't have the link in front of me, and I apologize, but we I it was we discussed it quickly on All About Android yesterday, but it was, I don't know if you guys saw the samples or heard the samples of the machine learning voice. So the voice that sounds just as human. Tacotron uh, 2. Yeah, yes. Tacotron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the reason I bring that up is because you had mentioned sort of like the way that you, Andy, that you interact with Google Home. Um I interact with Assistant the same way, and that is something that I haven't really been able to do with Alexa at all. And the way it's that when I'm really, when I'm really, really rushing to do stuff, like when I get really stressed out, I just like everything feels like it's falling apart, right? So what I did is I started uh, programming the Google Home so to help me in these situations when I'm running around at home. So the reason I have all the lights connected is because it helps me set all the energy settings in the house before I leave so I'm not running up and down the stairs. Um, then it helps me. I know exactly what the time is so I can just keep asking it so I know like all the time, what, what time is it? What time is it? Because I need to me yell too, at something, right? Too. I'm freaking out, right? So <laughs> I'm yelling at the <laughs> at the robot, which is not going to be mad at me if I do that and not get hurt. Um <laughs> And then I also programmed it like, uh, you know, hey, G, tell me everything is okay on IFTTT. And so then again, you get like a little, I get my little affirmation from my robot. And so I have like, I want to mention that because I feel like when it comes to this space where 
I don't think Siri is going to have a leg up and I don't think Amazon has a leg up is again that personification that sort of like that idea that this is more than just like a robotic entity in the home. This is like, this is a thing that you emotionally attach yourself to. And that is Google's marketing kick. And that's how they get into your home. And it totally worked on me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's absolutely right. I got my now, robot now that- friend. <laughs> I've 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 moved from a, a big house in the suburbs slash country to uh like a smaller place that is like in the middle of downtown. And so instead of having this big house with two floors that I wound up it's like having two cats that don't really get along. It's like okay, the Google the the Amazon uh the Amazon Echo stuff is on the the the, the living quarters, the the top floor, the Google Home stuff is on the bottom floor. Now that I'm here, it's I could, if I were to yell, anything in any device in this whole uh, this whole place could possibly figure out what I'm saying. So I feel like I have to now pick between one or the other, and I have to say that uh, although the Echo works with more stuff, I like the personality of Google Home so much more, uh, and so it's so much, uh, and so much of it really is just all these subtle tiny points like how well the voice works this is the sort of stuff that while apple is trying to train siri to do what are two years ago kind of basic stuff uh google is now to the point where we have to with taco tron 2 it's not only making it the most natural lifelike voice but also understanding the context of words inside a sentence uh there's a in the show notes you'll see there's a link to uh the research paper that they published just a few weeks ago uh about uh, about uh, what they're doing with the system it's it's two different neural nets uh, attached one to the other one that is taking text and turning into a spectrogram and then a whole other neural net wave net that will take that spectrogram and then figure out how to build speech from it and every single it's you think about uh, text-to-speech as they have pre-programmed little phonomes about uh, people making noises and they just simply snap them together one after the other with the uh, the way that that uh uh, WaveNet does it is that it's more like it looks at the it looks at the snippet of sound that's already that's precedes when they build a new when they add a new piece of sound they look at the sound that came before it and figure out what needs to happen in context with that previous one re- uh, re- resulting in ungodly really good natural language in the in the actual paper they have uh two like the same text being read by uh, Taco Tron 2, they need to have a better report. <laughs> it's, it's, you can tell engineers doing a research project, they will call it Taco Tron unless, they, unless they're being supervised by marketing. Uh, but so uh, Taco Tron 1. It the, is the, California. The pop- exactly. <laughs> and, and pot is now legal, so it's not going to get any better. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I reread the, the paper published in uh, late 2016 uh, when the first version of Tacotron. One of the features that they were talking about is that the neural net that they've got can train itself on existing speech. So it's not as though they're creating an entirely synthetic voice. Whichever voice you use to train it with, it will be able to duplicate that voice entirely. So in this in this latest paper, they have a lot of side-by-side where obviously it was the professional voice actor that was recording all the stuff that's teaching this neural net, then followed by Tacotron 2 saying the exact same thing synthetically. And... I can't say it passes the Turing test for me. I can't tell the difference. I rather, I'm sorry. You can definitely tell the difference between the two, but it's you can't 
it's the difference is that two it's almost as if this is a professional voice voice actress who has done two different readings of two different line readings it's as opposed to one sounds fake one sounds real there are maybe a little bits of inflections but the it's it's these subtle points where you can have uh, uh, uh you can give it a plain sentence and it can figure out like a uh you have a homographs like a uh, the one example they have is uh, the word desert is it are you in the sentence is they're talking about desert meaning an arid place with palm trees or are they talking about dessert to leave behind and within context you can have a sentence that has those two words and it. it'll figure out which pronunciation to use in context it can figure out what the inflection should be whether this is a question or not whether this need, there's a comma so there should be like a breath uh, catch breath between these two uh, and it's it's a stunning demonstration, a stunning research paper, but also this is the sort of re- this is the reason why when you connect this to a really good speaker like what's even in Google Home, this is the reason why you might pick the Google Home because you speak it feels like you're speaking to a real human. And getting back to that point I was talking about earlier, this is the same uh, they this is uh, with Taco <laughs> with Taco Tron one. It became. It wasn't like a special research project that they decided to do something with. This became the voice without any announcement of, a, of an upgrade. This is just simply automatically all the voices everywhere in Google became better. This is the, the Tacotron 2, and this gets deployed. This is what you're going to hear uh, in your headphones. This is what's going to hear in Google Home. This is what you're going to hear uh, in your computer speakers. And I have to say that this is really making me want to not get rid of all of my Amazon Echo stuff but I just I hope that this this is this is why you shouldn't name things. This is why like I, <laughs> Alyosha, it's not you. We've just I've just met. It's you're great. You're just great. I don't want you to feel. And I'm thinking this is just a, this is a thing I paid 179 dollars for. I can just put in a closet. It's okay. I don't have also, to like feel you, bad. Who are you? What are you petting? It's the it's, it's relevant to this uh, conversation. This is the the original Amazon Echo that I actually imported from the US because they don't sell them here. Um, it's it's been sitting in a drawer for the last six months because I, I agree with Andy. Like when the Google Home first came out, I was a little bit skeptical. I'm like, is Google going to stick to this? Are they actually going to improve it? Are they going to hook up all the services that they promised? Because I, I don't know if you remember on the day that it launched, I think almost nothing like integrated with it. That that was good times. Um, but it has come a long way. I was still a believer. Yeah, well, I never was. Sorry, Fly. I wasn't a true believer, but. <laughs> I am now. I have to tell you that this this is my Amazon Echo. I'm holding it up here. No, none of your listeners can see it, but I'm I'm waving it at uh, Andy and Flo. Um, it literally, there's a drawer down here, and I'm just going to put it back in there. And uh, she's been living there for the last six months. It's like a little bed, I guess. She's on bed rest because she's a little bit sick. And um, I don't going to take that analogy any further, but uh, I'm just going to close the drawer. There we go. And so it's, I actually don't use it anymore, like at all. And that, that's a big deal because when the, I don't know if you remember when the Echo first came out, it was just like, whoa, I had no idea like voice assistants could do that. They could, I could understand you so clearly. They could operate stuff around your house. It was, it was mind blowing. But I feel like over time, like Google started to do the, the better job, especially with the voice. I mean, it just sounds, even before this Tacotron 2 stuff, like with the Tacotron 1, I guess it was called, uh, it just sounded amazing already. Like, and this, this new voice sounds better again. It, it like like you say, Andy, it's almost indistinguishable from a person just reading the text off a page, and it's like, whoa, that that is some cool stuff. My ears are gonna perk up if I ever read the like Google hires like an empathy like 
psychologist or something. I don't know, like some psychologist who deals with like human emotions in some manner, just because then I know that that's the beginning of the robot friends that will be living in our homes. Um, your good friend, <laughs> Google, who already knows everything about you because you've been giving it your data for the last 10 years. It knows you my Google knows me really well. That's right. Your real friends will let you down. They'll let you down because they're human, but your robot friends won't. Well, it lets me down too sometimes by surfacing <laughs> things it really shouldn't, no matter how many times I say I'm not interested. <clears throat> but I will say it always knows when I need to send pictures to people on Google Photos. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't even know I had their email address in my contact address, but okay, all right. I guess I should send them this Google photo album. <laughs> you don't <laughs> all right sending sending this sending your your party picture to group family i'm i won't send it to your cousin to your cousin sal i think we all know, know why you, you don't know. watch that cousin exactly. sal to see this <laughs> it knows like all the grudges that exist the, i mean that's gonna happen input your grudges here <laughs> if your you ai know. assistant cannot <laughs> you know what will happen if your mom knows that you just bought a new car <laughs> You don't, you don't need that right now. I'm scheduling that for February 18th when you've got four to five days at home. <laughs> or it could just like uh, unlock the fence. It can Photoshop the car out. It's just you standing next to something looking really proud. And it's like that's my <laughs> son Andy. Real like so Photoshopped. Proud. You'll never see it. It's I got the power of Google behind me. Hey, this is probably not that far <laughs> off. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's good thing we're making these jokes now because then when it does happen, we have audio proof. Yeah, I'll be like, we called it. We told him it's gonna happen. Yeah, or or, or to or to the assistant that see we were on your side. We we love you. We we don't see? Want, we don't want you don't to leave us. Don't hurt me or my dogs. I don't have dogs yet. I'm really hoping the echo is not the one that takes over the world because if if they find out, yeah. I put her in a drawer. That's that's really embarrassing. They look like transformers too. They look like they'll have little arms that'll like sprout out, and they'll just start like walking towards you. <laughs> Well, Would ta- you like me to do the dishes? Looks like, sounds like a. I I I I hope that there is like a, a new addition to like the Android Sculpture Garden. I want to see Taco Tron. It's just a food truck. <laughs> it's just a food truck that gives out California's best tacos. Actually, last time I was on the Google campus, there was a taco food truck there. It was the only food truck there at the <laughs> time. Right. I'm like this is so California. I love it. Um, <laughs> Self-driving taco truck that knows that you probably want a taco right about now. Yeah. And you just hear this beep, beep, beep. You're like, what is that noise? And there's the back doors just open and tacos fly out. I like this future. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, your tacos are ready. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you, Taco Tron 2. Uh, we, we should probably move along. We have our second sponsor. And uh, <laughs> this week, uh, this episode of Material is also brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter offer code Material at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, you should make your next move with Squarespace. They let you create a website for your next great idea. They've got unique domains that you can choose from, award-winning templates. Um, maybe you want to set up a store. Maybe you want a portfolio. Maybe you want a blog. Uh, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. 
Uh, you don't have to do any of that stuff. Squarespace has got you covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support. Uh, like I said, they'll let you quickly and easily grab a domain name that you want. And all this is backed by their award-winning templates. So they're beautifully designed. They let you show off the, the great ideas that you're trying to put out there. So their plans start at just $12 a month. You can start a trial today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up, you can use the offer code material, like I said, to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for this show. And we want to thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So what's all this rumbling I'm hearing slash reading about Fuchsia OS? I want to, I, I want to, this will, this will tie in nicely with what we've been talking about. I have problems pronouncing that. And so just as a, as a demonstration of how good, <laughs> how good Google Home is, it's like, hey, Google, how do you pronounce Fuchsia? That's pronounced Fuchsia. Fuchsia. <laughs> wow. Fuchsia, pretty good. Fuchsia. Wow. It's, it's explained you, Andy. It's explained <laughs> you. Machine, you just got AI explained. <laughs> machine explained, yes. exactly. <laughs> the fact, no, the, the fact that like at at some point they had that discussion about say, wait a minute, I, that and, and some manager said, wait, are you saying that you want this device to like listen to a word that someone has pronounced and tell them how to pronounce it? Said, yeah, because sometimes people don't know how to pronounce a word, so we're going to have to teach it how people pronounce words wrong <laughs> and match. Uh, anyway, that's so what does I, that I, mean though when the AI can pronounce it better than the human? I just wow. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, uh, they so fuchsia. so, so fuchsia is the is the new uh, operating the new mystery <laughs> mystery operating system, uh, and this is like when Apple does like a, has a secret project that means that we don't comment on it, we don't acknowledge that it exists, we cancel it without without anybody ever knowing about it. I think that Google's version of a secret project is like what they're doing with this new operating system, which is that it's super top secret. We're open sourcing it and we're releasing the source code and we're putting it on GitHub and we're letting you build it but and as a development environment <laughs> but but we're not going to but we not, we can't explain what it's for or why we're building it or where we're Just going use with it. this Yes, uh, but the but the news is that uh, they've added now now it'll run on the Pixel Book. Uh, it, it's it's uh, they're not making it easy for you. Uh, I was reading uh, Ars Technica that explaining how to actually get it installed, uh, and uh, the as the installation docs recommend that you use a you prepare a USB device as an installation source. Uh, but Ars says the process is destructive to that device, so it's as if. Google is just basically saying, look, prove to us you're really serious about how, how much do you want to use that? Are you willing to destroy like a $30 flash drive just to get this going on your $1,000 Chromebook? Uh, so it's, again, still no no indication as to why people want to use it. It's still experimental. There's uh, We're still going from the original docs they put onto GitHub uh, but it's everything that I see in these docs is still super exciting because it's not based as first first operating system I've heard of in years that's not based on Unix or Linux in any way. Uh, there, it seems as though uh, when you when you hear about a new a, a new version of an operating system or even a new operating system, it seems as though they want to build upon what came before. But every time you hear anything about this new Google operating system, it really seems as though this, they want to break, break free, break apart of everything that's gone before. Like there's, there is nothing legacy. <laughs> nothing has happened up until this point in the history of computer science has been worth keeping. This is why we're building a brand new operating system from the ground 
wound up with no legacy anything that that's the only way we can build an operating system that is suitable for all the devices and all the uh, and all the uh, the services that define computing in 2018 2019 2020 I don't even know where to start with this. I don't even know where to start with this. I don't because I don't know. I think it's really cool, but I don't know anything about like, I don't know anything. I mean, I know about Linux, but I don't, I guess I, can someone explain to me what the brand new kernel, like how that would be extremely positive for the development community. I guess as a developer, I can <laughs> try TLGR and explain <laughs> a little bit of this. I'm not going to be very good at it, so I apologize in advance. But I, I think the basic premise is that a lot of this Linux Unix stuff started in like the, the 70s and slightly earlier and slightly later for, for Linux. Um, but it's, mm-hmm. it's all based on, you know, spinning hard drives and certain RAM limitations and how much things you can put in this memory and that memory and other memory. Oh, that's and true. I, I guess what they're saying with this OS is like a lot of that stuff doesn't apply anymore. Like hard drives, are, SSD drives are now crazy fast. They're crazy mm-hmm. small. They can store like a ton of data. Uh, RAM is like way faster than it used to be. A lot of things that were in machines like are no longer in machines. So maybe there's... There's a different way to build your operating system that's more efficient, kind of end-to-end and built for all that stuff. I think that's kind of the promise of Future OS. My, my problem with it has always been that there's been no indication that I've seen from Google that this is officially sanctioned in any way. I don't mean that the people that are working on it have gone completely rogue and they don't work at Google or anything like that. They're obviously working on that as their actual project, but I haven't seen any indication from upper management or anything like that that they're like, yeah, this is we've rubber stamped this, we're adding resources to this, this is like the next generation of everything we're doing. It still seems like one of those irons in the fire type thing where they're like, you know what, these these 12 people want to play with this thing, like let them play with this thing. Let's let's see where it goes. If it, if it turns into something amazing, you know, maybe we'll adopt that as our next generation sort of OS. And if it turns into like a pile of garbage, then we haven't really lost much. It's just a few people like working on the side and they've never officially said this is our operating system. So there's there's no real loss in like cachet or anything either. If it fails, it fails. Like it, it doesn't really affect Google negatively. Like that's my one problem with it. It seems like it's still kind of in that weird sort of gray area where no one really knows what it's for. It's still under active develop- development. They're adding features to it all the time, but it's just like, what is this for? Like I, I don't quite see the future of it. Well, that makes sense. But it also sounds like there's a nice little community out there who is interested in tearing this apart and sort of maybe they will be the reason that, I mean, maybe we will see something come out of this just from just from that small community of people who are interested in it. I We've just been talking about this for so much. I mean, it's just such a reported on thing and to, to know that it's not, I think we need to be more, um, I think we need to consider that more when we look at things coming out of Google's camp is the fact that it is a real, uh, it's a really tinker heavy, it's a tinker heavy company. Like they really encourage that. So naturally we're going to see all these little projects. And I think down the line, it always, I feel like it always comes full circle, just like the whole thing with like machine learning. I feel like all this stuff just comes full circle anyway. And someday we'll, have some benefit from this just not right now (laughs) yeah i mean google's personality has always has remained as the uh a bunch of engineers at a university like uh, professors who have the original silicon valley right tinkering in the garage in palo alto it's sunny outside let's hang out in the garage with the door open (laughs) You know, this is this is an interesting <laughs> idea. Let's play with it and see if it goes yeah. anywhere without yeah. really focusing, directing it it's toward an actual project uh, product uh, or, or anything like that. 
so it's I'm I'm excited by it just be, just because um it really it's it's a little bit it reminds me of, of so much in the arts where there are things that I don't understand there are like I, I saw a surrealist opera on my birthday a few months ago that I have to I have to admit that I didn't understand it I didn't, I didn't understand the story the surrealist. music was yeah exactly the, <laughs> the 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 music was beautiful but it was of a nature that I had never really heard before but it got me thinking so much about how I process music and how I process story and I was spending so much time on the entire 3 hour train ride home thinking about that experience that I had that as beautiful as other operas, as other plays, as other movies I've seen have been, they just didn't stick with me that way. So a fuchsia, fuchsia, I need a, ah, it's okay. I need, I need, <laughs> ah, I I'm a reader. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't listen. I don't hear people say things. I read things. I'm sorry, everybody make fun of me. I deserve it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to me. The idea of just the premise of let's throw away everything. Let's not build this based on this 30, 40 year old operating system that was built on a huge mammoth iron processor. Uh, I, I'm oddly enough, the thing that gets me most excited about this is not even developers like you, Russell, or scientists uh, or engineers working with this. What gets me excited is the idea of someone who is 10, 11, 12 years old, and obviously a little bit advanced for their age, who, but when your mind is an absolute sponge for new ideas, imagine someone that they first learned how to, they, their, their first uh, programming environment, their first real, I get to screw around as much as I want environment is, has nothing to do with files. It has an entirely different attitude towards data collection, has an entirely different I, uh, uh, definition of what software is and where it lives. Imagine someone that doesn't, uh, it took me so long. I was, I was, I wrote an entire operating system when I was 14, 15 years old, but when object-oriented programming came along, it took me so long to think to understand it because I'd spent from age 10 to like age 18, 19, thinking about Pascal and thinking about assembler language and thinking about these non-object-oriented things. Imagine someone that grows up without any pre-programmed dogma about 1970s operating systems. Imagine the virtuosity that this woman or this this man can create just deciding that, hey, we, we live in a world without gravity. We don't need to worry about – we don't have to worry about tires on the ground anymore. We don't have to worry about wind resistance. And people who are designing aircraft, spacecraft as though they're aircraft, those are the people that will not create great things. And it's, it's exciting to me. We have, as, as I get excited, I have to make sure I do acknowledge that this is just an experimental thing. It might even be Google Glass where it's like we, we're going to build a thousand of these and – Hopefully people will buy them. To uh, tell I doubt us. anybody's going to get punched in a bar for this, though. I think it's going to be <laughs> less <laughs> controversial. <laughs> oh, get, get me in a bar. Talk about and the great <laughs> And the great thing is, like, Mr. No, listen, 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 listen to me. Imagine a, a teenager, like a kid, little girl, learning their first programming language. For God's sakes, don't you realize that the, that the, the NFL postseason is on? I don't want to hear about the next generation of operating systems. Or do I have to slip you <laughs> my left as a convincer? I, I, I can get punched in the face for over this, definitely. I am that obnoxious. That's, as, that's as, fair. As many of our listeners will All attest. Right. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. 
And, and also to, to any sort of out there that are listening that, that likes to tinker with this stuff, if if you're not game, if you don't have a $1,000 Pixel book and you're not game to try and like install this on another bit of hardware, hardware which is probably not supported yet, um, you can go and play with Flutter and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. It's uh, it's basically the, the UI framework that all the apps that on Fuchsia run on. You can also build it for, for Android and other operating systems. Um, it has a website. You can go and play with it. You can actually code stuff in it like live on the web and stuff. So if you think this is going to be the future of, you know, any sort of Google operating system, then you can get your head start right there. You can go play with that now. Oh, yeah. Flutter. This was like Google I.O. Yeah, so they've used it for a lot of things, but this this they've kind of adopted as the primary way to to build apps for future is is in the Flutter framework, Hmm. which is interesting. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Learn it before it gets obsoleted with the next build. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, that sometimes happens too. What, wave to all the Angular 1 people out there, which doesn't exist anymore and is replaced with something completely different. Oh, I'll never forgive you for that, Google. I will never forgive you for that. Um, we, should, we should probably wrap the show. First one for 2018. We'll keep it not too long. Um, Andy, if people want to find out what kind of things you're up to in this uh, glorious year, 2018, where can they find stuff? Uh, like a vampire, you must invite me in by spelling my name. <laughs> If you go to uh, anatgo.com, you'll find my blog. I'm anatgo on Twitter and anatgo on Instagram. And the silly stuff I write about technology for pay can usually be found at the Chicago Sun-Times website at suntimes.com. And Flo, with such a cool name like Flo Ion, where where can people find more more about you? Um, I'm going to actually use this opportunity to say that I wrote yesterday a little thing about uh, Google Assistant and how Google's effectively normalized it um, in our society. It's not that. But AndroidAuthority.com, I wrote that a couple days ago. Check that out. Follow me on Twitter. Oh, that flow. Next week, I'll be at CES. So if you're interested about all the Google Assistant, eight days, (laughs) eight days, starting Saturday. If you're interested in all the interesting... Assistant and Alexa. I'm sorry. I realize I probably triggered smart speakers tonight, and I apologize. Um, I didn't realize until after. Follow me on Twitter. Oh, that flow. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you could find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter, where I don't think I've oh, maybe posted one thing this year. I'm actually on holidays till next week, so not using Twitter. Good for <laughs> you. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of fun, don't, actually. Don't come on right now. It's a bit messy. <laughs> Just you're fine. Yeah. I did. Just, I, I got to admit, before the show, I'm like, I got to catch up on the news, and I opened my Twitter, and I'm like, whoa, a lot of stuff happened in 2018 already. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> if you want to find our show, you can go to relay.fm/material, where you find um, all the previous episodes. You'll find membership links there. If you really want to donate money, you can email us. There's a contacty thing there. I think there's a link to our Twitter as well, which is twittercom podcast. So, until next week, it's 2018. So. Go celebrate.